0: Hey everybody, welcome back to The Duke Project. This is episode 27 of our podcast and in today's episode I'm going to be deep diving into my fitness journey and everything I have learned over the last three years. Um, I made a post on my Instagram the other day about my fitness journey and uh, that was the most engaged post I have ever received on my story and I post pictures of Sarah and her underwear on there often, and I joked with her, I was like, dude, I put a picture of me and my shirt off, and I got way more engagement than your ass, so here we are. Um, If you're new to the podcast, or if you're a returning subscriber, we just want to say thank you for listening. Uh, Our podcast is just a place, honestly, just for me and Sarah to talk. It's something we like take serious and also don't. It's just a place for us to have fun. We talk about everything on the podcast, and we want every episode just to kind of represent Um, kind of just our journey. So it's kind of us just making long format content and sometimes just processing out loud. So if you browse our podcast, there's a variety of topics, everything from relationships to stuff like fitness and just us bantering about uh, current events. So with all that being said, thank you for listening and let's jump into our journey. So give you a little bit of a background. I've took a ton of notes too, so I'm going to stay on script here. Um and just kind of go through. I'll give you a quick breakdown. So we're gonna go through principles. Then I'm gonna go through food patterns. Um, and then supplements and then the fitness. So, um, we'll just kind of gotta go through these things. So 2019, this was right before COVID. Um, I probably weighed around 185. (laughs) There's a couple times I think I hit 190. I just didn't want to jump on the scale, and. It was weird. My rela- I'm 5'8, so you know I'm 5'8, and I weigh about 153, I think is what I weighed this morning on the scale. So um, I'm right at my target weight, been there all year, and I'm in a different phase of my fitness journey. And that's the only reason I kind of want to talk about this now. I've never opened up about it because I didn't want to open up prematurely before I've hit my goals. I'm at my goal now. And now my goals are changing. There's a lot of people, especially as we all age, I think a lot of people listening to this, um, this information is needed. So And uh, this is just kind of my journey. And I I think there was a lot of interest in that. And I think if you're listening, you I've hopefully earned your you know my reputation. I've earned the right that you know I've read all this stuff and applied it, and I've tried to make it as simple as possible. Um, oh, one disclaimer. I made a note to make a disclaimer. I am not a nutritionist. I am not a health expert. I'm a dude that put a bunch of stuff in my body and did a bunch of workouts, and I hit my goals, and I made a lot of mistakes, and I did a lot of things right. And this podcast is about that entire journey. So just that huge disclaimer. Same. I have to do the same thing when I talk about finances. Chat with. Your accountant chat with a nutritionist you have to read your own articles I will, I will cite stuff in here so you can go um look it up and i'll put some stuff in the description of this episode for you to cl- uh you know click around and i uh, read articles and listen to podcasts but hopefully this podcast could be my goal for this podcast is it to be a stopping point for you where you don't need much more information you got to go do the stuff so that's that's the goal here so 2019 my weight was always fluctuating. You know, background entrepreneur journey. I remember when we first moved to California, I weighed pretty good. I was not exercising at all, like whatsoever. Um, I would watch what I eat, but it would fluctuate. I'd, you know, get into the 170s. I'd be back in the 180s. Just depend on what was going on. I was not working out at all. And I was very embarrassed by that. If you know me from, you know, early 20s or even high school, I was super athletic, played stuff all the time. And I felt that trap sinking in and some of you are probably in this trap now. Where I was like, dude, I am not in shape. I'm out of breath. I, it, and it messed with my confidence. And so I was kind of trapped with this. Like, dude, I got a lot of big ambitions for Digital Rover, our marketing agency, being a dad and just myself. So the most obvious thing you do, you go, Oh, I'll start running. So we'll start there. 2019. I was signing up. I signed up and paid. This is what I did. This was my first hack of all of this. I paid for races all for 2020. Um, this was before we knew about COVID. This was like November, 2019. I have paid for all these races for 2020 and I was training for five K's did my first one in january did awful you know what i mean like it was training i hate running too so part of the reason i was like i'll pick the thing that i hate the most so just start breaking off some of these bad habits um so i start running and then all the races get canceled because covid the next i did i ran one more in march and that one i did better i got third in my age age division on that one so i was like feeling more confident um And my weight was like starting to come off. I was losing weight, but not, and this is an important part. I wasn't losing weight as fast as what I thought for as much as I was running. And we'll get into that. Then that was like March 12th or something like that. 2020, I run the second race of the year. And then COVID breaks, all of California shuts down. And because I had paid, what I did that year was I was like, man, I'm running. So I did virtual 5Ks. I went to all the spots that the races were supposed to be at. And I just ran them. I didn't care. I was like, I'm running these things. So that's kind of my fitness journey into that year. So let me pull up my notes here. Um, A big thing I learned that year, and I'm going to jump into some of these principles, is that running is not the best way to increase cardio. Uh, One of the reasons I, I mean to increase weight loss. Cardio is not the best way to do that. I didn't, that first year... I made my goal to be a runner and so I was definitely losing weight. You can increase cardio and lose weight absolutely, but there's a lot more principles here that I didn't know about really until 2021 and now in 2022 I've really liked how my body has looked and felt most of this year, especially from like March this year to now. I feel fucking great. I can do anything around my dirt bike for hours and hours. I can run with the kids. I can do a 10k. I can do a bunch of push-ups. I feel great. So a lot, a lot of that has even changed in the last 18 months. So, a couple of things I'm gonna go down a list, uh, list here. So, the couple of principles. If you're taking notes, um, I stayed away from programs and diets because I had a goal. I wrote down. I mean, a phrase I wrote down is, "How do I never have to do this again?" I didn't want. I mean, I, how many friends? You're probably one of these people. I was one of these people. You do P90X, you do 75 hard, or whatever it is, or some whole 30 clean thing and you do it for 30 days, 90 days. And then the next 90 days you offset yourself because it's not sustainable. It's too extreme. So my whole journey and why it's taken so long is I was trying to really reprogram myself and reprogram my subconscious to be a healthy person. I didn't really care as much. I did have a goal weight. Absolutely. And I cared about that. So I'm not saying that's for everybody. I have to disclaim that because you could be coming in with different weights and your goals may be hard to get. For me, it was about a number. I knew that number was a healthy number. And that's how I got that number. I just Googled like, you know, body mass index kind of stuff. And for me being at 5'8", it was very clear I should not be pushing 190 and the way I was gaining that weight was unhealthy. So. I wrote the number down, stuck to that number, and I was like, I want healthy patterns that allow me to live at that number for the rest of my life. So I don't, I don't not want to be one of those dads that's ballooning up every couple of years. He's in shape and all that kind of stuff. So if you've heard me talk about anything, you know I'm very principled. You know I have a lot of philosophies, and one of my philosophies is that our culture will reward you for being the person that you know drops thirty pounds, but you don't get a lot of reward for just being the person that never gained it. And I was like, I want to be the latter. I just want to drop it. I, that's why I put on my story I don't want I told Sarah don't applaud me like I, I should not have gained this weight do not applaud me for this be with me and partner with me on the journey but I don't want to be applauded for this so a big thing for me was the number so I wrote the number down and the first number I wrote down was 155 and I put it on a sticky note I put it up in on the window I mean in my like mirror in the bathroom so I could see it all the time And it was weird when I was running heavy, it was really hard to even get close because the weight, we'll get into that in a minute. So these are the principal parts of this podcast right now. The main question was, how can I never do this again? I wrote the number down, I looked at it, and I stepped on the scale every day. I have in my notes, step on the damn scale every single day. That is not about the number, it is about your subconscious getting in there and realizing the food you're putting in and what you're doing and how and impacting, impacting, impacting that number. It is huge. I stepped on it every single day, and I still do. I step on it every single day, and it's just part of my su- – I make my bed and step on the scale every single morning. I have for years now, and it is just part of my subconscious. I don't even know I'm doing it. It's not in my notes. It's not in my calendar to do that. It is just a part of that. So that's one of the principles that worked for me. I even, when I was having an issue snacking, um, I put the scale in front of the fridge and I had to step on the scale before I opened the fridge. Or if it's the pantry, put the scale at night in front of the pantry, buy two scales, put one in your bedroom and put one at the pantry. I'm telling you, you do that and you step on your scale. And if you're wait, you got to look at that number before you go in there and eat Cheetos. So you do that and you will quickly like, we'll hold yourself accountable. We're looking for a way to increase responsibility. And that was one of the ways we did that. Uh, so a couple principles here. Uh yeah, so oh, this is the big one for the principles. Is you can't outsmart a caloric deficit. So it's not that was a big thing. Everyone's looking for something fancy, and it's like if you're trying to drop weight, you just have to eat less to start. So People always ask me for the years, and I haven't really answered people because I don't have a better answer than that. Everyone's looking for a different answer other than just eating less. Like people don't want to do that. And we have to be honest about the emotions involved with our eating, why we're eating and all that type of stuff. And it, that level of responsibility has to go there. We have to stop eating emotionally and we have to start eating the fuel and uh so yes you can't outsmart a caloric deficit like you and i never got into counting calories but it is important to start looking i was never like this was 200 this was 400 but like go to a menu and just look at the calories if the meal's over a thousand calories you shouldn't be eating that stop eating processed food i haven't had fast food in forever um because once you do start going clean to eat fast food i feel like i was gonna die so i just i still i just don't do it that often. Yeah, so that's a big deal. So let me go through a couple principles here, and then we'll go through the food part. Water intake. You've got to increase your water. Um, It'll help you suppress your appetite, and it's going to help with headaches, especially when you're trying to eat less. You've got to up the water. One of my atomic, atomic habits is a book here that was very... Helpful. I actually don't think I'm a big believer in this. If you get the principles from the book and not read it, sometimes that's better. Just go to James Clear, his Instagram's got a bunch of stuff on there. Basically, you've got to change patterns in the subconscious. So put the scale in front of stuff, change up your patterns and those type of things. One of those things is I put my I put a Yeti out of water, an 18 ounce one, in front of the car. Co- I still do this this just subconscious now. I put it in front of my uh my Nespresso. And every morning before I drink uh, my cup of coffee, I drink black coffee, which is an appetite suppressant. But before I do that, I drink 18 ounces of water right out of the gate, like nine times out of the 10. That's what I do in the morning. And I'm reading my book. Then after that, I grab my coffee and uh, it's like feels great. You know, you hydrate, then you dehydrate with your coffee. (laughs) Um, So that was one of the principles. Um. A big principle here is you just have to learn to be hungry. I think that's one of the things when you're eating emotionally and you're overeating, your body's just used to a certain level and your insulin in your body is storing. So you just have to get used to I don't need this much food and it kind of sucks. And I just you just kind of have to grow up. <laughs> like that was a big thing for me. Like just stop eating so much. Learn to be hungry and learn to drink water and give yourself time to do that. The best way to stop eating less. Um, is I would, you know, make sure I'm having meetings out and about in like with my clients and that kind of stuff, because I could skip meals in that way. I would schedule even calls. I started really trying to compound and compound my decisions to allow that to be easier. Um, but yeah, that was a big deal. So I just was kind of like, okay, we've got to get used to being hungry, um, which led to fasting, which boosts your energy and reduces your insulin. And we'll get into that um and my last principle before i get into these things because i think one thing when you start talking about dieting and stuff uh, like we don't drink and it's not for any reasons it's just you go i went so long without that it's not something i really desire and uh, we've been we're very open about this on other podcasts you know we like to take edibles we smoke joints every once in a while so that's our vice like and so my 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 principle here is enjoy your cheat meals and your parties like about once a month, me and her smoke a joint, and I order a Wendy's Baconator, and I have the time of my life watching UFC high as a kite, and I am downing. I can't do fries anymore. It's crazy. Fries are so bad for you. I don't do fries. Uh, I haven't had fries hardly ever. Every time I do, my stomach just kills me, but a bacon cheeseburger with, like, it's it's so incredibly delicious, Um, so enjoy your cheat meals, enjoy your glass of wine, enjoy your beer, but don't bullshit yourself, man, like, it, it, like don't bullshit yourself, you, like, you've got to cut back on drinking, we have to cut back on fried food, you've got to learn to be hungry, and you've got to learn to eat unemotionally, so there are some of the principles, we need new habits in the subconscious, how can we never go through this again, oh, the big one, Yes, yeah, stay away from programs and diets, and stay away from the marketing traps, this is my last principle, it is so easy when you start studying nutrition to take too much advice, because if you take too much advice, it's all going to cancel out to zero. This applies to everything. Don't worry about, oh, you're not supposed to be drinking this water. You're supposed to be drinking that type of water. Oh, that's you're not supposed to be plant-based. You should be eating like this. Dude, it's, it is an unemotional truth that we need to get good sleep, drink our water, up our protein, lift heavy weights. And... And have good systems here all that like you don't you know you know push-ups are good for you you know water is good for you you know protein is good for you um and you know vegetables are good for you let's come to the basics and don't fall into all the traps well well you better not eat you know free range they've got to be grass-fed you don't want grain fed, dude that is a lot of bullshit in that there is some science in that but when we're starting off we want ourselves to feel better that was the I remember just being like dude I got to tune all this out. It is an endless pit of don't do that, do this, don't do that, do this. It's too much information. So uh yeah, do one thing at a time. Let's just get in the garage and get sweaty and have good protein after that and up our water. We're going to feel better. That's what we know. Um so food. This is the hard part for people. So uh, it this isn't complicated for us. Again, I think Sarah is a big shout out to her. She is very systems oriented, so she's been a big part of that. But a big thing here is got to think, okay, three meals a day, 21 meals a week. So let's jump into the food. you are eating 21 times a week potentially. So I skip three to five meals a week, typically three. Like I haven't even had lunch today. I'm recording this at one. I'm not having lunch right now, and I'm having a chicken breast tonight for dinner. Um, so I skip three meals a week. I cheat on two meals. So I'm already down five meals. And I typically eat out twice a week, not as cheat meals. Sometimes that goes up if I'm traveling. So not as cheat meals. So we're talking, I cheat on two meals, which are always out to eat. Then I'm out two to three times a week. And, um, and I skip three meals. And sometimes I will even skip even more. So typically I say we're down now to 14 meals during the week. And I, every day, so now I'm at 14, but then it drops to seven because every single day for, which feels like forever now, it's been three years, every single day I have eggs with a meat in it. And I have, you. if you follow me on Instagram, I could post it every day and I almost do. I take a break. So I'm like, I don't know if people care about this anymore, but every single day I eat eggs. So I actually only have to plan for seven to eight meals a week because I'm eating out for two. And when I eat out for two, when I say non-cheap meals, when I'm eating out for two, I'm actually trying to go to something healthier because it's faster for me to go to like a Tender Greens or Mendocino Farms, get a good salad, I put the dressing on the side to watch some of the calories... And I'm getting like a high protein salad with, you know, as many, you know, healthy things inside of that that I can. So when I go, I eat out twice a week. Me and Sarah do this a lot for our working meetings. We'll get big salads and we'll get vegetables. We might go to Whole Foods and just get a bunch of vegetables that are fresh, that type of stuff. Mixed with the other two meals that we do for cheap meals. And then I skip some meals. And we'll get into that. So... Don't get overwhelmed. Really come up with... Now, now that may be different for you. Everybody's work schedule is different. Again, I'm just... This podcast is opening up about how I process the information. So once I realized, when I started looking, I was like, well, I'm going to eat eggs every single day. Eggs are so incredibly good for you. Um, there's a picture I'll post in here. I, I use like a keto diet thing. They have all like the nine elements of amino acids or something. It's like a perfect source of protein for you. I eat three in every single breakfast plus a... Uh, like typically turkey sausage is what I have in there, or I have leftover like steak that I chop up. I try to like keep the, the extra meat in there. Um, so now I'm down to seven meals, seven to eight meals is typically where I'm at. I have in my notes here, these seven meals are all caps, unemotional meals. You are eating for goals here. So you have to know if you're gonna enjoy your cheat meals, we're not gonna be emotional about Man, I don't know if I really want to eat chicken and rice right now. No, that's the reason we got overweight in the first place. We're going to eat these meals and we're going to be unemotional about them. So in those seven meals, a lot of it for us is... Um, a lot of chicken, a lot of steak. I do eat a lot of grass fed beef, um, without buns. Uh, we eat a lot of salads with that. We love fish, love rice. Um, so I, they're kind of simple for us. They're, we're, we're not fancy in that regard. A lot of meat and potatoes. We might mix it up and do some meals from a cookbook and stuff like that. But if you know us, we, we're just very principled. Like those seven meals, I'm not trying to make complicated, dude, if I eat this chicken breast it has got 25 grams of protein, I'm on the go. This is what I got to do. So, I try to make those unemotional meals as possible. So don't make it complicated against pasta, lots of spaghetti with meat. I love doing that. I love doing like a sausage kind of bake thing. Got a little cheese in there. And and I like to do those bigger meals at dinner. Those are typically the dinner ones. So the seven meals largely are, um, I'm doing like, let's say my day-to-day typically is two meals, especially if I'm not traveling based on my fitness. I like to fast. It's just a preference. And I'll get into it, but, so I'm starting the day with seven egg. I mean, uh, seven meals. Breakfast. I got three eggs in it, and some protein. Typically, a whole wheat tortilla or something like that, and I'm and some cheese. I almost hit forty grams of protein at breakfast often um that's a lot so i you know so and then i can skip a meal and then the next one if i'm going steak and like asparagus i'm gonna say asparagus broccoli i still hate vegetables but those are the ones i put in there because i can like i can grill them with a steak and it tastes okay then i'm eating a steak for dinner i'm hitting another 45 to 50 based on what i do or i'm doing two chicken breasts might be hitting 60 grams i can hit 100 grams of protein in just two meals and my body is in ketosis from the middle of the day from skipping if i need middle of the day if i need food i typically eat fruit i love like yogurt and blueberries that type of stuff so that's typically where i'll go there um yeah, so these seven meals, I have high protein, greens, cleanest possible, steak, chicken, salads, fish, pasta. That is where I'm focusing on my protein intake. The reason here we're focusing on protein intake is because we have got to drop our carbs. That's been the biggest thing. You know, you already know this if you're trying to lose weight. Carbs is the big one. So here's what I did wrong at the beginning. I focused too much on calories and I focused too much on fat. The moment I focused on carbs for me in my journey, all the weight started shedding off. So... Again, I am not a nutritionist. There's an article, uh, there's several articles if you just Google insulin and weight loss. um, Even here, I have it up Healthline.com. Why do low carb diets work? It's a great article. Again, Healthline.com. Just Google why do low carb diets work? There's different camps. That's what I'm saying. Don't get caught in the marketing traps. It is true when you lower your carbs, your insulin level drops and it allows your water weight to drop. That's why when you go low carb right out of the gate, that's why it's important, it's an easy win. Doesn't shed that fast the next time, but that's why in those first couple weeks, I mean, people could lose up to 10 pounds because your body's holding on to all this stuff. So here's what I did wrong. I was running for time. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna run a 5K in 25 minutes, you know, whatever it is. I'm running eight minute miles. Well, that's actually not burning the fat, it's using carbohydrates to fuel you. So I don't even run for time anymore. I run for 45 minutes, like a 10 minute mile, 11 minute mile, because I'm trying to stay in a zone two with my watch google zone 2 training not complicated basically it's a conversational pace so once i figured that out okay zone 2 training burns the most fat mixed with my low carb diet track with me zone 2 burns the most fat low carb diet releases it the insulin stores fat i'm going low carb my body's triggering i don't need this fat it's releasing the fat and i'm burning it with my zone 2 Then I started mixing in once the last like 18 months, I started lifting in more kettlebells. It increased my metabolic state and I was burning post run way more than when I was with long distance runs with no resistance uh, strength training. So when all those things combined with you skipping a meal and you eating like 50 grams of protein at dinner. I mean I would wake up sometimes and Sarah I just snapped if you heard that. I would wake up and just be shredding weight sometimes. And there would be pockets of stag where I'd get stagnant or I start traveling and get a little off my off my rhythms. But that helped me. Again, it took time. I'm talking it took time. And again, I've already referenced that I like to party. I like to get high and have my pizza. So <laughs> there are times where it gets a little offset. And we're not gonna judge ourselves for that, but we're also not gonna be pissed at ourselves if we get on Monday and that so even so this is a big thing. Even like even if I like taking an edible and I'm having my night, I'm going to chill and I'm hanging and I eat bad. I step on the scale the next day. So I still do. And I, cause I'm going to hold myself accountable and I'm not going to judge myself for that number. If it's up two pounds, because I just put a whole pizza in me. Um, I'm not going to judge myself, but I'm going to hold myself accountable on every single day. So that's been a huge, huge deal for me. Um, we have to drop our carbs and increase that protein. It's the quickest way to do it. So, and one of the reasons I still step on the scale the next day is I noticed, especially when I wasn't strength training, I would have a cheat meal, I say like at night. And the next day I wouldn't step on the scale because I was, you know, I'm taking advice from social media. I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to judge myself. I'm not going to step on the scale. And as people trap themselves, they have cheat days. And that is the big kicker. No, you want a cheat meal. So. To sh- you can't have this. Che- it's so easy, like to, uh, you know, have pizza one night, you wake up, and especially if you have kids and family, like, Dad, can we order some Chick fil A today for breakfast? We'll go Chick fil A. You know, I'll kind do a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit. I ran a 10K yesterday, or whatever. Then you do a couple cheat meals back to back to back, and your body is inflamed, and then you're feeling bloated, and then you feel defeated. You're like, fuck, you know? So that was why I just, I still, no matter what step on the scale, um, regardless, because I'm trying to hold myself accountable. And I noticed, especially in that first year, it was really easy to turn a cheat meal into a cheat day. So you have got to be careful with that. And stepping on the scale is a big deal for that. Also, I apologize if the audio sounds a little different. All of a sudden, my mic actually died. It's charging while I'm recording now. Um, and I just listened to the whole podcast to of out I all had said, which I love this podcast. This is an incredible podcast so far. Um, so yeah, it, had, it took me a second. So sorry if it sounds a little different, but let's jump back in, which for you it's the same but uh all right so low carbs no way around that increase the protein that's going to make you stay more full which is essentially a keto diet i never called it that because i wasn't following it in a strict fashion and i felt like a lot of keto diets didn't emphasize enough protein and uh especially when you go low carbs you can get some headaches when you're starting because you're used to having that in your body and it's kind of like comfort for your body you got to break that break that pattern so high protein was a huge thing um so let me go through a few things kind of left in the food, and then we're going to jump into fitness and supplements. Um, let's see here. Oh, so a big thing. Here's a one, couple things here. Use different seasoning on your eggs. Um, that's one of the things that, I mean, I struggled. And sometimes I will use one of my skip meals as an egg. I might fast a full day every once. So I'll do that just to clean out. I'll take no supplements, nothing. I'll fast an entire day. But, then I mean, eggs can get kind of plain. So um i will i use italian seasoning i use like this mexican uh like chili powder that's from whole foods that i've found i've tried different stuff in my eggs i do a lot of hot sauce hot sauce is a big i'll get into it uh in the supplements parts but it, re- it increases your metabolic too and your thermogenic state which allows you to burn more so I, I and I like hot sauce I'm from the south originally shout out to my friends Brooks and David I know you're listening we're all from the south we like our hot sauce I use a Louisiana hot sauce I put it on there on everything I love it Um, and even mayo is okay on the diet too. So I love to mix a little mayo and hot sauce with a little Italian seasoning on my eggs and some turkey sausage with a tortilla. You do that most of the days of the week. And I mix it up. I do steak. Meat is a great way to change the flavor too with different seasonings in your, uh, you know, your meat and stuff too. So those are great ways around it when eggs do eventually taste very plain. So I will have a cheat meal sometimes for breakfast because I'm like, my goodness, dude, I need a break. Um... But use different seasonings on your eggs. Let me go through here. Oh, let's talk about traveling for a second, uh, Danny. I know you, me, and you travel a lot for our work. Shout out to Danny. Um, so one thing I do when I'm traveling, especially if you're at the airport, something like that, it's like Starbucks, McDonald's, and then overpriced, you know, burgers and steaks and all that stuff, um, at some grill, you know, or something like that. So one thing I do that I, is a guy named Max. I can't remember how to say his last name, Lagarve, Lagarve something like that. I've, I follow him on Instagram. I've read his two books, incredible books. He's got a genius kitchen. I will link it. I'm not affiliated with him at all, um, but I love his approach to stuff. I love his approach to dieting. He's, a lot of my philosophies have come from him and my information. I saw on his page one time a rule about... Um, Basically, when you're out, and you, the calories can get really high. and You can get really bloated when you're out. So the quickest way to do that is to take bread off of stuff. Some of the carbs uh, from you know restaurants are awful for you. They make you feel bloated and they slow you down. And if you're traveling for work, that's not what you need. So a lot of the times I'll order a burger and I do know it tastes delicious. So I'll just take half the bun off. I do that a lot just to cut some of it down. But one of the rules here is let's say something is... Um, like a hundred calories like chicken is a good example because it's a low-calorie high-protein so what you want to do is multiply the protein times ten and if that number is greater than the calories it's a good source of protein for you it's going to be more you know healthy for you and give you more energy and a good source of protein your body can use it so like use this next time you go out, like look at McDonald's, you might get a Big Mac and you'd be like, Oh wow, it's got forty-five grams of protein, but it's got eleven hundred calories. So if you multiply ten times forty-five, multiply the ten times of protein, that's four fifty. That you got a thousand calories over four fifty. It's terrible for you. Compared to like a grilled chicken breast, you go to a restaurant, they always have grilled chicken at a restaurant. That's the easiest hack if you're having to travel. I do that at Chick-fil-A a lot too. I'll just grab Sometimes if I'm going to breakfast for go, I try to get Chick-fil-A just because I do have fruit yogurt. I can at least get kind of in that, not the worst fast food, it's not the healthiest, but it's kind of in that middle that we do have to have those, we have to have those like go-to options. So their are grilled chicken breasts. I can't remember off the top of my head, but you know, let's say it's like 20 grams of protein in a thing and it's 150 calories. Well, it's like, okay, if there's 25 grams of protein, that's 250 over 150. That's a better source of protein for you. Um, so that's a big deal. If you're traveling, I look for that. Stay away. I don't try the best I can if I close a big deal me and the client might have some wine and a beer and some fries and I feel like shit on the plane ride home because I don't eat it a lot but every once in a while I do celebrate but a lot of the times I will decline I'm like dude it's just my body like dude when you go a while you go a little bit without doing this even just a couple of weeks your body like doesn't want it um, which is a good thing. That means the subconscious is changing. A big note I have here is snack on protein. It's one of the biggest things. Yogurt. I snack on beef jerky and turkey jerky a lot. So I mean, there's like, if you eat, I quickly eat a whole bag. There's not a lot in there and it's incredibly overpriced. But I mean, I often will eat a bag of jerky and like, a, you know, some like gourmet cheese or something and hit 30 grams of protein in like 10 minutes. So I'll eat a bag. I'll do a handful of peanuts or uh something like that. I mean you you can really stack 20 30 grams of protein pretty quick. Um so I snack on protein a lot. I try to have snacks that I don't again I don't worry about fat as much. I'm on low carb. So peanut butter can have a little high fat. People stay away from it you're not eating it on bread and stuff like that. Um I have found it to be beneficial. I'll do, you know, just a little peanut butter, some beef jerky and, you know, some healthy cheese or whatever. Even just like string cheese or whatever just 6 grams of protein in it. You know, I I do that a lot. It has been very beneficial. Mixed with like some blueberries for lunch or something like that. A little shot of espresso afterwards. I'm feeling great. So, um, again, I'm trying to eat unemotional. I'm eating to function during the day. So, um, let me see here. Let me get into supplements now. So I'm gonna. I can. I need to maybe do like a follow up blog post. I'm rebuilding the website right now because we have these courses we're coming out. But I'll read a couple of these things down. I'm not affiliated with anybody. I spent all my money on this. Um, and there's a couple of things that work. So I've mentioned earlier, I suck at vegetables still. Not really because I hate them. I just don't like, you know, it just it wasn't something I was into. But uh, even growing up, I mean, I grew up in the South, like our vegetables were deep fried. You know, <laughs> So it wasn't like, I just didn't grow up where that was kind of like a thing. So, a big thing here is I do take greens every single day. I've tried. I'm not. There's. I don't think it's a wrong brand. Mostly, I've tried a bunch of different brands. They all taste the same to me. I do feel great. It makes my poop great and solid, which is awesome. And uh, there are a lot of different ones out there. What's the guy? Nick Barr. I can't remember what's the name of his company. Give me a sec. I'll Google it. Some of you are like, it's this. Is it BPN? What's his name? BPN Supplements or something like that. Give me a second. Because I've used his stuff a lot. Yeah, bar BPN bar, performance nutrition. So that's a good one. I've used his supplements a lot. He's got strong green, strong red. He has a multivitamin. Um, he I don't love how his taste. He's got like I haven't had his in a while. Let me see. I'm doing this live right now. I mean, not live for you, but his are good. His are like very healthy. He has got the lemon. I hated how that tastes. He had like a pina colada. He used to. But honestly, I'm again. It's unemotional. I'm just taking it to down it, and then uh, kind of moving on. Yeah, pineapple coconut. That's the other one. Um, yeah, super good for you, though. I mean, I feel great when I took those. There was one from Whole Foods. I can't remember the name of that. Honestly, I've tried. I just tried different ones again, um, just to see how they feel. So I just kind of treat it unemotional, and I take my greens. So at a minimum. I get my greens a lot when I would rather go to somewhere that's like really takes pride in their greens. And I don't always want to cook that. Again, it, everybody's yeah, they can It can get a little expensive eating out. So I mean, it's way cheaper to buy these things and bring them to the house. But at a minimum, I've discovered, and I know I know I need to eat more vegetables. But I'm like, all right, at least gonna take these greens. Um, same thing with vitamins. I, I think I do think vitamins are a big part of that. We're right now using Vitamin Code. It's from Whole Foods. Again, I've tried different vitamins. I like Vitamin Code because it has some greens and vegetables and probiotics for digestion in it. And I've really liked how that makes me feel. One of my secrets that I learned, and I don't, I didn't take it a lot, but I did from BPN. I took their, I think it's actually Bar Bear, Bear Burn Fat Burner. I'm going to see if it's still on their website. Um, And then once I learned what was in it, I stopped taking it as much. Let me see here. Give me a second. And basically I realized that, yeah, I don't even know if he has it on here anymore. I don't see it. But I took it and it had capsicum in it. That was one of the big things and that, which is found in hot sauce. And it had a lot of B12 and B6, L-theanine, which is in a lot of different stuff that like gives you energy and reduces anxiety. So there was a lot of stuff like that. Man, he's got to have it in here. Shop all on a pre-workout endurance hydration i don't know maybe they don't make it anymore maybe i'm giving bad advice i don't know but it helped me and it helped me stay i'm gonna google it hang in there guys i'm going Uh, yeah i don't see it on here but they have it at your like local supplement store so anything like that it's not a miracle pill by any sense of the word but What it does is it even said that, and they got to have it on here. They have so much stuff strong joints, strong multivitamin, creatine, electrolytes, whey protein. It's got to be on here somewhere. I don't know, but. They have a lot of supplements. Again, you can go down, don't overcomplicate it. You can go down so many different things. But what I learned, I haven't taken it in a really long time, but what I learned is when I took things basically that increased my thermogenic state, it allowed me to burn. So if I was lifting heavier, taking something like this, um, it would increase energy. Another great company is Alpha Brain. They have a like focus one that we still take sometimes, but it has, I think, I'm probably not saying it right, but L-theanine. And a lot of turmeric and all these different like organic green leaf stuff, which all increases your when you're increasing your alertness, you're just not in your body's burning. You're just not focused on food intake as much. So those were big, big things for me. Um, I think that's kind of it. I don't take a lot of stuff. I got into pre-workout, do some pre-workout, but I really like working out on an empty stomach. I'm going to get into the fitness stuff. I really got into just where I like working out on an empty stomach. So I'm coming into it kind of in ketosis, kind of in a thermogenic state, and then I get a good strength training in or do protein. That has worked best for me. There are times, though, where I would do just like a little toast, maybe half a banana for a workout. I do not like to eat um, before a workout. I have thrown up before when I go heavy or just big cardio. It's like I'd rather kind of have an empty stomach, which has worked best for me. Um, So let me go through fitness here. Uh, one thing I put is I take breaks from supplements a lot. Like, I'll go three or four days, won't take a vitamin, won't take nothing. I just let my body cleanse. I feel like sometimes, it, I, and I feel this sometimes when I have here whey protein, but I didn't say it because I'm kind of not on the fence. I, I think it depends real quick on your fitness goal. If you're trying to increase muscle mass, you need to be taking protein. For me, I'm trying to, I was trying to drop weight and get healthy. So, I was trying to do it as natural as possible and just eat more meat instead of like putting in. That's why I was like, well, I'll just eat a bag of beef jerky. I'll eat some clean turkey, sausage, turkey burgers, that kind of stuff. And I would just eat that in the middle of the day and get good food instead of it being powder. However, my goals are changing. I am trying to bulk just a tad and I have been taking more protein again and it fills you up. It feels great. It's an easy, quick way to do a little protein shake in the middle of the day and get an extra 25 grams of protein. Uh, It's great. That's what's kind of interesting about going low carbs, high protein. You're not going to overeat protein. Like you're just going to be full and then you won't eat anymore. So, um, yeah, that's kind of what I've learned. So I I have a note here. I take breaks from stuff often just to like clear everything out. And, uh, yeah, I I like to do that. So it feels really good. Um, So, again, I'm not a nutritionist. I've just been putting the stuff in my body and that's my feedback on it. Um, So let's jump into some fitness stuff. So – a big thing I have at the top of that is make the goal clear. If you make the goal to be a runner, you're going to think like a runner. You're going to research runner, and you might be training, and it might not be reaching your goals. And I went through that for the first year, and it really makes me mad sometimes because I was like, I don't really know if I care about being a long-distance runner. My knees would be hurting. Um, yeah, it was annoying. I'm like icing my hips because I'm running hard. And I'm like, I don't even want to be doing this, and my weight wasn't dropping. Then started grabbing dumbbells, started doing kettlebells, and – burning really like coming to the point of failure with push-ups, and uh it made a big difference one note back on supplements real quick i just saw i did there's a company called beam again no affiliation here this is just stuff i paid for put in my body they have cbd recovery stuff it's not not thc that's the psychedelic um if you want thc references we can do another podcast but cbd is the people use for like anti-inflammatory put it on my knees i have a cream from them That I will still put on stuff and it's amazing. Um, I thought it was a little gimmicky you know everybody's like oh natural this natural that but I even took some of their recovery pills especially when I was doing long distance running and it did feel incredible. So CBD stuff is legit in my experience Um, and uh, I really like Beam products. They work with a lot of like legit athletes and that type of stuff. I've met a couple people from their company really they have really like their stuff i haven't taken it in a little bit i'm due for kind of like a restock but they have like a daily oil you can put in your coffee it's a mint flavor which is really nice if you drink black coffee so i've liked that stuff too definitely noticed a calming effect on the body uh it's been really nice so i have noticed the effects of cbd uh you know for like muscle relaxation and that type of stuff um let's see Okay, back to fitness. Make the goal clear. I have an all caps. Do not run all the time if you're trying to lose fat. That was a big thing I learned. And uh, yeah, it was hurting my hips. It was hurting my knees. because And you guys know me. I mean, I, I'm aggressive. That's my nature. I want to do things, be passionate. And I'm like running really long and I struggled with recovery just because it's not a strength of mine. And I just would run too much and I would get hurt and not be able to work out. And then I was losing like momentum. And so strength training is really cool because you can lift heavy on different parts of the body multiple days. That's why it compounds quicker. So if you're kind of taking a step back from the week and you're thinking, uh, do the, tr- the traditional stuff. All right, I'm going to do chest and buys, And then tomorrow I'll do, you know, back and tries, And then the next day I'm doing, you know, thighs or whatever it is. I'm doing my leg day. And then on the on the fourth day you ran for 30 minutes in zone two and you're cutting some meals out in high protein, you're going to feel it pretty quick. And it's awesome. And that once I'm in, that's all I do now. So I don't follow a fitness routine. Uh, I have it here. Let me see. I do push-ups. I do curls, kettlebell swings, and a couple different kettlebell variations. Squats. I added a weight vest to find my point of failure faster. I have a 20-pound weight vest. I jump rope a lot and I do zone two running. I'll do sprints sometimes too, but that's it. And I just rotate through that. So I am i will make a guide on Instagram. If you follow me on Instagram of people I follow, you can make like guides on Instagram. And um, I share them on my story a lot, but really I, I, don't, I just do my own thing if I'm being really honest with you because I knew if I got too caught up in someone else's thing, I wasn't going to do this long-term. So that was a big deal for me. I was like, I can't get caught up in a circuit training thing for these people. I just that's not gonna work so that was a big deal for me just to like find my own thing and figure out what works and I know push-ups are good I can go wide push-up target different part of the chest I could go narrow I could do push-ups on my kettlebells to get like a deeper dip you could do planks hand release push-ups it's an infinite amount of way to do push-ups you can put your feet up on something to the top of the chest there's all sorts of different ways you can do stuff so that was what I did. And my circuits will look like I do like to do cardio and stuff, but it's really just to kind of do like warm up and keep my heart rate kind of higher. I like that. And that's why sometimes that's my goal. I, I, I probably would bulk better if I would stop doing that, but I enjoy it and I skip meals. So for me, it's it, my muscle mass isn't always my goal. I like to skip meals because I like the cleansing of the body. I like the energy and clarity it gives me uh, for the stuff I want to do. And I travel pretty often, and I need to be able to go long periods of time sometimes without food. and I'm on massive photo shoots, and I need to be able to put protein in me. Uh, Brandon Morales, who works with us, we do this all the time when we're, we try to go into shoots with ketosis. We shot that five day event in San Francisco. I ate one meal a day and we were on cloud. not we had so much energy, but I went into it like in ketosis, and it was amazing. So some of that's just my own personal preference with strategy, if you're trying to increase muscle um you need to be up in your protein if you're wanting to increase weight you need to have you know a calorie surplus so it's it's that simple you know in a lot of different ways so um let's talk about cheat meals real quick in terms of fitness so i typically like to do my cheat meals on thursday night and saturday night sometimes i skip saturday night and i do monday night one of my reasons for thursday night like today i didn't work out today's my off day and I like, but I'm burning right now. And I might do a cheat. I think tonight we're doing chicken breast. So there's a UFC fight Saturday night. And we're going we're gonna to really cheat on that meal. Um, so, and my body, I'm just being honest. My I will adapt. My body feels incredible today. So, um, probably because I'm talking about all this. And the endorphins are releasing. And the dopamine. I'm just like, yeah, this is amazing. I'm recording the pod. So, my body feels great. Um, so, yeah, I like to do my cheat meal. So, same thing. Sometimes I will do my cheat meal... Typically, this is what's in my notes. Typically, I'll do a cheat meal and it's when I've been like fasting from carbs all day. So and I, my cheat meal is almost I love pizza. So that's what I go to. The big thing you do a cheat meal is you can overeat on a cheat meal and it will slow you down. So I a lot with Sarah, she's been a big partner of this with me instead of me eating a whole large pizza. I'm like, hey, well, you just split a medium with me. I just want like three slices. And I wait and make sure I'm drinking water with that meal. And then I got, I enjoyed it. I don't feel bad. And I don't feel bloated. So, you know, that's just a way I do it. And especially during the week when I'm optimized, still got stuff to do. Saturdays sometimes are different. About once a month, I just go crazy. And it's a ton of fun. I got people over. We smoke. We watch a fight. And uh yeah it's a great time and uh so i like it but i'd even prepare for that again have a cheat meal not a cheat day it's a big deal um so and even practically i do do i even during the week i typically save my carbs for the nighttime because my body burns them like immediately um you'll notice i'd notice this you'll notice if you're really strength training Again, even just resistance. Don't view strength training as like CrossFit stuff. That's not what I mean. Again, this is not a podcast for CrossFitters. They have different goals, different systems. This is for dads. This is for business people. This is for functional fitness and functional health. Um, I'm not talking about building mass stuff. I want systems. I want it to make sense. I want to be able to do this stuff when I'm older as well. So that's why I stay you know, you know, know, in those zones. And so one thing I like is... Uh, you'll notice when you start doing strength training, just push-ups, that your cheat meals don't impact you as much. They impacted me bigger when I was running. Cause I just, there wasn't, my body wasn't burning as much. I was just sore, but my muscles weren't really like my upper body wasn't, you know, building muscle and there was no, no thermogenic effect going at all. No metabolic state. So I would eat and it would hurt. And like, and so there are times, a lot of times, and I don't go crazy. Even when I say I go crazy, that's like when I eat my French fries, you know, um, so it's not you, you. Do want to be careful, and you'll learn because then you could really hurt your stomach. You don't want to offset yourself that next day that much. So one of the reasons this is important is sleep. I should have mentioned this earlier. People people sleep on sleep, and it's one of the biggest things uh, during the week. Again, I know I'm crazy system oriented, and it gets obnoxious even on myself on how much. But like I was, I've been in bed nine thirty every night this week. And that people are like, how in the world do you do that? But like, if you know me, you know, I have crazy goals and I'm not going to compromise. I'm not compromising my systems to like do stuff. I have goals I want to do. I'm 34 and there's stuff. There's positions I want to be at when I'm 55 and when I'm 45 goals, I'm getting to. And I've pulled off everything I have fucking set my mind out to in the last five years. And I'm going to do it again in the next five. And so I, and we got up early. We're up at 430 this morning. So, um, I do that. So sleep is really important. And if you're eating like shit all the time, you're basically putting your body like you're traveling. Think about how whacked out your body is when you're changing time zones. If you're staying up too late and eating bad too late, you basically went to another time zone for your body and it's terrible for you, especially if you're running and doing that back-to-back-to-back. That's a big no-no for us. It's rarely back-to-back nights. Um, Yeah, so it's just there's some things there. Again, I don't try to outsmart science here. I don't try to outsmart. If I stay up late, it's bad for me and uh it's not good so there's some things here that you know you're you're just kind of you're kind of learning i didn't know that i didn't say anything that first year i didn't know sleep was that big of a deal for my fitness and my muscle recovery and then when i started really paying more attention to it i saw the dividends um all right let's see here so for fitness a big thing here you know as i'm kind of closing do not overcomplicate this part we've already, hopefully this information is helpful, but you already know X, Y, and Z is good for you. Just start there. We're going to tomorrow. So if you listen to this, whenever you listen to this, tomorrow, your goal is to eat one less piece of bread than you did today. And I I know that sounds too simple, but we live in a world full of bullshit and we're all looking for these fancy answers. And my most embarrassing thing that I did, and I never posted about it, is I started running a half mile. And it was one of the hardest things I ever had to do because in my mind, I thought I was strong and I was capable. And I remember running a half mile and, and I hated it. And I was embarrassed about who I was. And I think that embarrassment is important for our honesty. So we can be honest, and say, hey, this is where Josh is at. This is where I'm at. And I need to own my current state. And so when you go into tomorrow, you need to not have bread at breakfast and you need to increase your water and stop putting sugary shit in your coffee and make a better decision. So If you know this in this podcast, it's a no bullshit stuff. At some point, we got to step on that scale and look in the mirror and write the number down and do the shit we already know we should be doing. And that's why I didn't sign up for a program. I want to sign up for something that I can do and create um, something for that. So my last two notes is... I think it's important to go for it sometimes in your fitness journey like man fucking rip like there are times I do it Anthony Diaz is a guy I follow a lot if you look at him he's got the best muscles on Instagram he can do crazy stuff and he's so encouraging and he posts all his workouts and I'll pull variations of it and he'll post a 10 rounder and there's days I'd get in my garage throw my favorite playlist and I let it rip and it hurts. And I think that's important. The mistake I did before is I used to do that back-to-back days. You could really hurt yourself. <laughs> None of us are getting any younger. So be honest about yourself. And when you need that motivation, throw on the song, let it rip, go the extra mile. And then also have the confidence if you're doing the work to take a day off. So that's a big thing that it is a gray and a balance to all of this like I'm crazy systems oriented but when I break off my system I am high (laughs) you know so um and you're gonna and you might get drunk and I need you to know like that's part of the human experience we've got stuff and and we all have stress and also though we can't it's this balance that we can't be bullshitters And fitness and food is one of the things we bullshit about. So we all know that an apple is better than a bag of chips. And we've got to be honest on why we need to eat the chips all the time. And we've got to be honest about the stress that we bring into our home, especially as a lot of men listen to this. We've got to deal with stress better. And what I've noticed is I no longer, when me and Sarah, we we do a lot with our kids and our business. And I noticed now over the last like two years, you know if we want to take an edible or something like that now when i take that it's never to escape but only to participate like enjoy i'm not escaping stress anymore because i'm honest about my body my mind is super clear and those type of things so enjoy the process of becoming the best version of yourself don't pay attention after this podcast don't get your resources get your schedule and stack your habits one at a time. It is a win. Don't fucking let there's Instagram's flooded right now with all these fake ass influencers and fitness people. Tomorrow, if you go on a walk for a half a mile and you didn't do that today, you won and got better that day. And that is true. And if you tomorrow eat a salad and you haven't had a salad this month, that is a bigger win than what you realize. And then there's some of you that you need to go you know, one step further than that. And that's okay. We're all on our own journey. And that is a message that needs to be said over and over and over again. So, um, to kind of recap everything, uh, scroll up to the top here, a big thing. I, I want this to be the final thing you hear. How do we not go through this again? And, and may have a clear goal. Your goal made you be mom at my healthiest, just to drop 10 pounds and make that goal clear. So you have a clear goal. My, my goal, when my goal was to be a runner, I was like, I was confused. So make your goal clear and put things in your life that allow you not to do this again. I don't want to, and I don't want to be at 40 and have to be like, yeah oh, I lost weight again and make another podcast. No, I want to make a podcast in six years when I'm 40 about what I've learned in the last six years about my fitness journey now. And I'm sure I'll have new information and new science and all that type of stuff. So, I'll put in the description of this episode several different things of links and stuff that you can read. And I'm, if you follow me on Instagram, I will make a blog post eventually, but we're redoing our website because um, we have some stuff coming on there. And But I will make a blog post recap and all this. But essentially, Google, start with a keto diet, start with doing push-ups in your garage, going on walks, Zone 2 training. And I will do a resource here uh, in the description of this episode on Spotify and Apple of just different people to start with. And in my opinion, the people I'll give you, you don't go outside of that. We need to stay in our zone two. We need to stay in our low carbs. We need to stay with strength training and water intake and sleep and get you some sunlight during the day. And the rest of it is bullshit. So, um, hey, for what it's worth, I believe in you. You can fucking do it. Stop making excuses and have a great time becoming the best fucking version of yourself. And uh, subscribe to this podcast. And uh, I will post this. I'm going to upload it now, put it on Instagram, and we will talk to you guys soon. All right. Have a great weekend.